Thank you for joining Radio Maria England. We now present Feasts and Seasons, presented by Joanna Bogle. This is Joanna Bogle with Feasts and Seasons. On July the 22nd, we have a saint who is universally popular and whose name in various forms is found all over the church and the world. She's Saint Mary Magdalene, and she's given her name to colleges at Oxford and Cambridge University, where traditionally they're known as Magdalen College. Her name is, yes, Maud, Think of that famous Victorian song, Come Into the Garden, Maud. She's Madeline, she's Magdalene, spelt different ways, and yes, she's even given her name to a cake. Now, St Mary Magdalene is often rather misunderstood. At one time, it was very fashionable to portray her as a very evil woman, and uh, she was identified with the woman uh, out of whom Christ cast seven demons. But actually, it seems more likely that she is simply the good, faithful woman who follows our Lord. She's often identified as the woman who knelt at his feet and anointed him, wiping his feet with her long flowing hair. That anointing is very important because it happens before Christ's death and resurrection. She is anointing him, anointing him for what he is to do, uh, the glorious achievement of his death, uh, opening the doors of heaven, saving us from sin, but anointing him too for his burial. And then again, on the morning of Easter Sunday, the women, the women come to the tomb to anoint the body with oils because it has been so brutally treated on the cross. And now they are going to give it the anointing and the respect that the body of a loved person needs. And of course they find the body is not there. He's risen, he's risen. It's Mary Magdalene who has the great encounter with Christ on that shining morning, Easter Sunday morning. There's a whole lot of significance in that encounter. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But first, let's discover a bit more about Mary Magdalene. She's mentioned and mentioned and mentioned in the scriptures. And there's something very significant about her, which is why she's given her name to so many women down the years. Magdala, Mary of Magdala. It seems to be that that's simply the place where she came, her surname, if you like. She's mentioned in the Gospel of Luke. And it, she's one of the women who travels with Christ, helps with his ministry later on, out of her resources. So she was probably relatively well-to-do. There's a very important understanding here of the involvement of a woman in the ministry of Christ. There's, there's something here about Mary Magdalene as the woman who's been forgiven but it's not always right, therefore, to suggest that she was, as has sometimes been uh, restated, that she was a prostitute. There are other ways of sinning as well. But she's definitely a real figure, and she speaks to us somehow from the Gospels. She crops up so often, and she's a very vivid figure. 
She's sometimes called the Apostle to the Apostles. And this is where we come back to that shining Easter Sunday morning. She thinks that Christ is the gardener. She's in the garden of the resurrection. And when she sees a figure, she thinks he's the gardener and blurts out to him that they have taken away my Lord and I do not know where to find him. She's assuming that he's just a gardener and somebody has taken away the body of Christ, her beloved Lord, because the tomb is empty. Well, anyone would think that. Nobody could imagine he had risen from the dead. There was, you will recall, a heavy stone put across the doorway of the tomb. And in their attempts to bring oils to anoint it, the women on the way specifically talk about this. Where will we get somebody to roll away the stone? They're not capable of doing so. They're not strong enough. It's all, it's all very important. It's all emphasising that Christ really could not have been spirited away, that there is something baffling. And here, here is Mary Magdalene, who loved the Lord so much, weeping because she can't find him, because he's been taken away. And then Christ calls her by name, Mary. Christ calls her by name, and in a very important sense, he calls each of us by name. When we are baptised, it's traditional that your priest calls you by name. That's when you are, in that sense, officially named, although your parents have probably been calling you as a baby by that name, uh, between your birth and your baptism. But Christ calls us by name. You have your name when you are christened, christened, when you are anointed and washed with baptism. It's very, very important to understand the role of Mary Magdalene in this, as Christ calls her by name. And then she says, Rabboni. She recognises him, he has called her by name. And she recognises that it is the Christ she has known and loved. Yes, it is the same person. He has risen from the dead. Christ tells her to go and tell the apostles. She's often called the apostle to the apostles. Now, there's something very significant about this, because she runs to tell Peter, she runs to tell the first pope, she runs to tell them the glad news. She's not a priest. She understands her role. She's the messenger. She's running to tell the apostles. Something very important for Christian women down all the centuries, as is their ministry of serving, helping the church. And in a sense, yes, anointing, helping the sick, helping the poor, serving Christ. When we help others who are in need, it is Christ we are serving Mary Magdalene is a figure for all of that and above all for this great love of the Lord, a very, a very real and immediate love. They were good friends. They cared for one another. She knew him. There was no question once she heard his voice that she recognised him. Sometimes we think of Christianity, we think of being Catholics as a set of rules, a whole lot of things we ought to agree with. We like to argue about things or announce that we don't like this or do like that. It's not essentially about that. It is a personal bond with Jesus Christ. Down through the centuries, Mary Magdalene was recognised as having that personal bond and being, in a sense, a model for all of us. She was the apostle to the apostles. Through her, we learn about the resurrection. And the apostles listened to her and went on with their important ministry. One of the things we need to see, therefore, is our own role in that, perhaps especially for Catholic women, and also to cherish 
the traditions that have come down to us. Now, we don't know. We simply don't know for sure because the scriptures don't tell us what happened to each of the apostles and to the apostle to the apostles after the great events of Christ's death and resurrection. We know from the Acts of the Apostles that they went out as missionaries and so on. We learn quite a lot about some of the things that happened subsequently and about St. Paul, but we don't really know what happened to each one of them. There is a story that St. Thomas made it as far as India. Some people will tell you that St. James made it as far as Spain. There's certainly the great shrine to him there. There's a legend that Joseph of Arimathea came to Britannia, Britain. It wasn't England then bringing with him the great relic, the very cup used at the Last Supper. But we can't be sure of this. We have these not on scriptural authority, but in the stories and traditions of the church. And we know from our own family stories that this can be sometimes reliable and sometimes not. Where did Mary Magdalene go? Tradition says she went to France. And there's a cave there associated with her. And certainly there are lots of stories, some of them inevitably are exaggerated and difficult to believe, about her adventures there. Certainly she's always been very popular in France, and the French version of her name, Madeleine, is to this day given to lots and lots of little girls. Now, therefore, not only nice stories about her, not only legends, not only prayers, asking her aid from heaven, but all sorts of other things, including cakes. The Madeleine is a very popular sponge cake in France. They're not difficult to make, and you can find recipes on the internet or in any good cake cookery book. But essentially, a Madeleine is a small individual cake. Sometimes they're baked in special dishes, little patty pans, sometimes with a shell design. They're a rich sponge cake. Not your ordinary Victoria sponge, but with extra egg, a bright yellow, rich sponge cake, very sweet. Small, pretty, individual, something rather feminine about a Madeleine. I recommend having Madeleines on St Mary Magdalene's feast day. And find out about some of the other legends and stories connected with her. That idea of her as the repentant woman. The story of anointing and also the fact that she was a witness to the resurrection. There's also an understanding of her role at the crucifixion. Standing at the foot of the cross, you'll often see her depicted there, flinging herself on her knees. It is a fact that the men ran away, and those who remained at the foot of the cross were women, and St John, the beloved disciple, into whose care Mary had been given, Mary, the mother of Christ. There's something very important about the role of women in the church. It doesn't mean that they should be ordained. Priesthood is something different. Mary Magdalene was not a priest. She recognised her role in running to the priest to tell them to get on with their job. One could argue that Catholic women have been doing that down through the centuries. No, Mary Magdalene wasn't a priest. Incidentally, the new code of canon law under Pope Francis reaffirms that women cannot be priests. In fact, it's a matter for excommunication if someone tries to ordain a woman as a priest. Christian women have a very specific and important role. There are so many women saints, more churches named after women than men, and many, many churches are named after St Mary Magdalene. She's depicted, yes, at the crucifixion, there at the foot of the cross. 
She's depicted on so many Easter depictions of that glorious, glittering, golden morning. On many an Easter card that you've sent or receive, on many a painting. Mary Magdalene has given her name to churches, to schools, to colleges. She has given her name to so many women down through the centuries. She is a role model for Christian women, and she doesn't fit a tidy role model. Sometimes people have thought that the only really important thing is to marry and have children. It's a glorious thing to be a mother. It's crucially important. And the transmission of the faith through the family is central. But Mary Magdalene wasn't a mother. She was a woman who followed the Lord and who served him as a single lady. There's something to ponder in that. There's a great deal we need to understand about the role of women, not just as a housewife, but beyond. Think of Catholic women who serve in many fields outside the home as well as within. And within the home, caring for the disabled, for the elderly, for those in need of care, not necessarily their own children. A Catholic woman who's a good neighbour, who cares for people in need, who gives away generously to the poor, who helps raise money for charity through all sorts of useful neighbourly initiatives, Catholic women in professional life, Catholic women in industry and commerce, Catholic women in public life. Mary Magdalene is there in the scriptures, much described, a vivid figure who comes alive to us from the pages of the Gospels. There's something here not about a hidden story of women, but a very public one. There's a message here, especially for modern women. We live in an era now in our country, in Britain certainly, of democracy, when women can take their rightful place in public life, holding public office, serving as a magistrate, getting a job in administration or the civil service locally or nationally, playing a big role in banking or the law or some other professional field and in commerce, working in shops and offices and community organisations of all sorts. Mary Magdalene is a patron saint for the busy woman and for the woman who knows she must have and in prayer can find that glorious shining resurrection moment with Christ who speaks to her and calls her by name. Mary of Magdala. Madeline, Maddie, Maud, Magdalena, Maria, Magdalena. Mary Magdalene, pray for us. Intercede from heaven for Catholic women today facing challenges and trying to serve the Lord. Have a good feast day on St Mary Magdalene's Day, the 22nd of July. You're listening to Auntie Joanna, Joanna Bogle on Feasts and Seasons. Tune in to Auntie Joanna on Feasts and Seasons on... Sunday, 6.30pm, Tuesday, 4.30pm, Saturday, 2.30am, Saturday, 8.30pm. And send us any of your stories. Tell us how you celebrate the feasts and seasons of the church's year. Any family traditions? What do you do, make, eat and sing for the different feasts of the year? What will you be doing for the feasts that are coming up? Send us your stories at info at radiomariaengland.uk.